what is up, everybody? Happy what? Tuesday. Welcome to the 120th episode of the Just Two Speed Show. I am Mr. Big Daddy Cool Tim Tabala. With me, as always, my tag team partner, A to the Z, Eric Zant. What is going on, my brother? Not too much, man. We're just uh, hanging out, sharing the show, and ready to do some WrestleMania, dual WrestleManias. Dual WrestleManias today, because, yeah, they were a little... Uh, lackluster back in the day so we'll knock two out tonight uh yeah this is wrestlemania week everyone wrestlemania is only a few short days away double uh saturday and sunday night so we should get pumped up about that yeah uh i'm excited i'm hoping it's going to be good this is going to be the first um triple h led wrestlemania so wrestlemania and the monday after which is always supposed to be a good show better be a good fucking show Let's just put it that way. Yeah. So, yeah, we'll see. Uh, I'm I'm still conflicted with the two nights. Like, I don't know. It's kind of cool, but I don't know. It's it's definitely. Uh, I mean, you know, if you want to go to like, say, you want to go to both, like that. That's a lot of money, dude. Like, I don't know. If, I don't know if they charge you one price or. I have no idea. Oh, they. You think. So possibly they have like a deal where you buy it and you get to go both. Yeah, I think they do. I think they have a two, <clears> night, two night one price thing. That'd be kind of cool. Probably get the same seat and everything. Yeah, yeah. Hopefully, I remember. Yeah. I remember tickets when we went to WrestleMania 15. I remember tickets were a hundred. We we were like mid level, like we weren't on the floor. We weren't like right in the front part. After the floor starts, like, up. We were kind of mid. We weren't way up, but we were mid. They were like 180 200 bucks. Not too bad. No, it wasn't bad for back then. Uh, first Union Arena, Philadelphia. I don't know how much they are now. No idea how much they are now. I have no, Yeah, I never even... I, I never... I always wanted to look. I never looked. Those are probably the cheap seats. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. They're, 200 bucks. They're like where Bob Uecker and, uh, you know... Well, we went to SummerSlam. Me and Jackson went three years in a row to SummerSlam, and we—I think those tickets cost us a little over a hundred bucks a piece. The Garden, uh, Brooklyn, Brooklyn. Oh, the whatever that is. The yeah, when SummerSlam Barclays Center, when when Barclay. yeah, SummerSlam was there three years in a row, we went all three years. And they were a hundred bucks. <laughs> a little over a hundred bucks for upper deck, though. Up. Oh, so you were? Yeah. That was the one year I had my—I uh, broke my ankle, and I had to go all the way to the top, and I was like. And when he had to, when he had to go pee in the middle of the show, I was like, "Dude, you're killing me!" <laughs> you're killing all the way me. Down, all the way down. And if you don't, if you're the Barclays Center, it is steep. It is oh. a steep. I mean, it's it's nice because if you're up top, you still get a great view because it's so steep. Yeah. But walking up and down, it's terrible. It just makes you sick. Oh, it's horrible. Oh God, and that's a fairly what within the last ten years new. Yeah, ten. Yeah. Is it even 10 years old? Yeah, it's got to be at least 10 years old by now. Might not be. I mean, how long have they been to Brooklyn Nets? I don't know. Hang on. That's a, they they, they that's haven't a, been. I, I don't think it's. It might just be 10, but I know they haven't been to Brooklyn Nets for very long. Because the Islanders play there too now, right? No, they're in Long Island now. They have their own arena. Oh, they have their own arena? No, it's a brand new arena. USB arena. It's in uh, Belmont. No I shit. This is a racetrack. Oh, it's over in Belmont? No yeah. shit. So you can fucking bet on the horses and... Go watch the Islanders play. As did they ever tear down uh, Nassau? No, Nassau is going to be right now. They're, they're, 
the Islanders play in Nassau and in USB, I think, right now. They're doing both. Oh, wow. Eventually, eventually they're just going to be in USB. Okay. And Nassau Coliseum is going to be ice capades and oh, okay. all the shows and shit. And, um, you know, special tournaments and high school and state games. and So they'll keep it open. Yeah, it's open. Okay. And supposedly they, they might be even looking at casinos and hotels around it to make it more, you know, better. I should just right. say better. Better. Better, I guess. Better. So, uh, yeah, speaking of USB, uh, that, well, that's where I saw AEW, to, you know, one, one time there. They're actually coming back. I think they're, I think they're there next week, as a matter of fact. Yeah, they are. Next week, they're in USB Arena. Wow. Our tickets pretty uh, fairly priced for that? They probably are. Probably. I could check right now, as a matter of fact. But Yeah, because I, uh, I don't think that they're, like, exceedingly expensive on their tickets because, you know, obviously you want to generate uh, interest to go. And nobody wants to pay a hundred bucks to see Kenny Omega. I mean, let's be honest. And I'm not that's not a slight against Kenny Omega. That's just AEW. Let's see. I'm gonna guess like good good seats, probably 50, 60 bucks. Okay, April 5th. That's next week. Cheapest seat is forty one dollars. It's the cheapest. Hmm. That's the cheapest. That's the cheapest seat. And that's uh up up. Up top, where you were, yeah, that's not bad. I said it's another arena where it's not really bad sitting up top. Yeah, and then the, there's a hundred tile tickets or whatever. So that's not terrible. It's not horrible. It's not too bad. But, but you no. know, once, uh, but like for the same amount, let's put it this way: a, a WWE house show is <clears throat> half of what a SmackDown or a Raw would be. They jack really? up the price for Raw and SmackDown. Wow. Because SmackDown was just in was just in the or Brooklyn, I think it was somewhere, and uh, they were like, "You're gonna go?" I was like, "I don't know. Let me check the price and let me check tickets." And they were like, like almost two hundred for the cheapest seat. I'm like, "Dude, for a for a SmackDown? Yeah, with commercials? Must bring that much money for commercials?" No, dude. I can remember, man, like at the Broome County Arena when we used to go to to like Superstars tapings or even Wrestling Challenge, or and it was cool because we never knew. Like mm-hmm. until they started putting them on the thing, TV taping, but before that they never did. And then we always were like pleasantly surprised when it was like this huge, like three hour superstars taping. And yeah, but dude, we, I, I'll be honest, dude, we only paid like 15, 20 bucks a ticket and that was down on the floor. Like that was good seats. Still the best tickets I ever had were, were broom count, where my take they surprised Jack's. And uh, yeah, we sat on the floor. I'm not too far from the ring. It was fucking great. Yeah, dude. That's Roman a good Reigns, arena. When he when he made his entrance through the crowd, he came right down right next to us. Really? That was pretty cool. That is cool. No, nah, Broome County Arena's got it's a it's a nice place to watch concerts, wrestling. Yeah, it's I saw Molly cool. Crew there at eighty nine. Molly Crew at eighty nine. I saw I saw them also there. You went there to that. Blocked the feel good, yeah. Nice. Yeah. That's when Tommy Lee's uh drum thing broke. You know, he used to fly above the crowd. Yeah, I used to, yeah. And it broke, and he had a drop right in the middle of us, right in the no. where we were, we were on the floor. No shit. All, all the guards came and formed a circle. And he just came down. He, he dropped in the middle of the circle, and then they had, they brought him back on stage. And he had another drum set over there? Yep. Okay. I thought that cool. was the only one. Like, fuck, he's going to have to play drums there. <laughs> oh, no, yeah, he had the one that goes above, you know, around the crowd, and then he has this, this regular set that was there. It was pretty cool. That is cool. I never got to, I saw Motley Crue, but get take a wild guess. It was when Tommy Lee wasn't with him. It was that chick. 
uh, Samantha something. She's the drummer. So really, yeah, it was with uh, it was Motley Crue, Megadeth, and Anthrax down at Montage Mountain. Wow, that's a nice that's a good show. Yeah, and Anthrax bailed. Um, something happened; they had to cancel. So it was, it was just Megadeth and Motley Crue, and Megadeth was great. Crew was good. They were good. That's a weird combo, though, Megadeth and Motley Crue. It is. It is. It was in the summertime, too, outdoors, like I said, at Montage. And, so um, it's like it's hair metal and heavy metal. It's, they usually yeah. don't get along. They yeah, don't get along well. Back in the day, they would have clashed. But, yeah, it was uh, Anthrax was supposed to go on first, and they no-showed, or they canceled. I don't want to say no-show. They probably didn't no-show. But then Megadeth, and then I don't know why Motley Crue was a headliner. I mean, whatever, but. It was kind of weird, but it was a nice show. Def Leppard was the fucking, well, we went this summer. Def Leppard was the headliner. I was like, really? I don't know. Nothing against Def Leppard, but I mean, I they sold. I, I wouldn't have picked them to be the headliner. They sold a lot of albums. Well, they did. Let me get my my uh, cheat sheet up here. Get your cheat sheet up. And For what do we, what do, what do we start in WrestleMania? 11, 11 babe. We're up to 11. Wow. Let me get my Wikipedia cheat sheet up here. I do have a couple of notes here and there. Nice. Some, some funny stuff. So. Oh, I have, I have an update for you. Uh, Eric Bergman is in the city awaiting to, a flight to go to England, and he went to the city last night. He said, listen, I used Tim's instructions from last year. Everything went really smooth. <laughs> That's so, good. It, it, I listen. If if I'm on, I'm on. I'm like a fucking Scud missile. I can I can shoot that shit up your ass if you give me a chance. With directions, I mean. I'm usually good with that stuff. As long nice. as you listen. As long as you listen to what I have to say. As long as you listen to what you say. Yeah. I mean, you got me. As long I I fucked up. I was the one that got off Fresh Pond. I shouldn't have. You okay. Yes. Okay. Uh, all right. So you know what. Let's let's jump on this quick. Uh, but first, I'm going to say, you know, yeah, this Saturday, we're going to be doing a special WrestleMania preview show. Uh, we're going to do one show for both nights. We're not going to do two shows, one Saturday, one Sunday. That's just ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, I'm hoping to get maybe – I think we'll get Bunker <coughs> on there. We'll get Dave on there. Maybe we'll get the boss on there to make some predictions. Cool. Uh, and we'll see what happens. Also, and I'm going to be doing this all week, and I'm going to do it at the end of the show too. This Saturday uh, is a special day. Me and Eric both are, are a part of this day uh is autism awareness day this saturday uh april 2nd yep. so what we want you all to do is bust out your blue your blue shirts your blue hats your blue whatever you fucking met stuff giant stuff whatever's blue make sure you rock that shit for for our kids and all the kids and everybody who's on the spectrum this year uh yep. you're gonna be hearing me talk about this for the next fucking four days so get used to it so yeah me and eric, me and eric both are it's close to our hearts, both yep. of us. So, yeah, we're parents. We're parents of uh, children that are that are on the spectrum. That are, and uh, it, it's uh, it's important. And all it is is really, it's we're just trying to get a, make people aware that this, you know, to be conscious about this because it's a real thing, and, and a lot of children struggle with this. And it's as a parent, as you know, and I know, it can be. It's 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 difficult. It blows. It, blows. it does. It, it's terrible, but that doesn't make. <laughs> That doesn't make the children any less of anything. You love them. Um, they're they're 
you know, because everyone says, oh, you know, because I've heard them all. I Listen, and I know you have too. Being a, being a parent of an autistic child, you hear them all like, oh, well, is, is he this or does he do that or is he whatever? And it's like, well, no, he's a normal kid just like every other kid. Yeah. He just has some sensory issues and some quirks. And that's that's just what it is. But The best one is always, <clears throat> well, why don't you just find a babysitter? It doesn't work that way, people. No. It doesn't work that way. That, <laughs> that, that's, that way. that's not how this works at all. No. Just not you can't just find anyone to come over and watch your watch your kid with was on the spectrum because they will destroy that person if they have to. Yes, so, it's not and, easy. And the other one is is like you know, the, every every you know, you, if you see or you're you encounter one child or a teenager with autism, they think everyone's the same, and they're not. Yeah, they're well, they, don't, so, they don't look it. Thanks, asshole. Yeah, you, know, you want to you you love that. that you want to punch that person in the face, but no, we yeah. have to be. We have to be just as tolerant. We do. We have to be just as tolerant, and we have to be. Uh, that's what we're trying to convey: is tolerance and understanding. Exactly. <clears throat> and I pardon my voice. This weather up here has been terrible. It goes from dry to moist, and my ears are plugged up, and it's like, oh, so I might be a little froggy, froggy all today. So all good. All it's good. Now. All good. All right, let's jump into eleven. Um, Hartford, Connecticut, April 2nd, 1995. April 2nd, there you go. It's almost here. It comes the oh, uh, sure. uh, Civic Center or the Hartford Civic Center. Can you imagine if they're throwing something in Hartford now? They would never throw something in a WrestleMania in Hartford now. Now it's gonna be a fucking stadium or uh, yeah, but honestly, no, because I mean, the way attendance has been, I would think they would want to visit the revisit these nostalgic places because Hartford Civic Center holds probably 17,000 people. Well, I mean, they are sold out, but that's because they advertise a year in advance. Don't forget. That's right. They go on sale the fucking next day. <laughs> you, you'll, we'll know this year. They'll start selling tickets for next year. Yep. So it's like, you know, they got plenty of time to sell out. It was because remember last year during WrestleMania, they announced WrestleMania goes Hollywood. Again. I, re- I remember that. I remember that. Which uh, I know if we, well, I don't care if we play it and get in trouble, but yeah, the, the newest uh, WrestleMania goes Hollywood movie parody was the Goodfellas with, uh, Roman Reigns saying, you know, to, to uh, Paul Heyman, you know, well, no, what, what am I, why am I funny? What's so funny about me? That whole thing. It was, actually, <laughs> it, it was pretty good. Okay, I didn't see that. Maybe we'll show it and get and violate some copyright. We'll see. Maybe. Maybe hey, we we'll have a we have a fan. Oh, it's the boss. See, the see boss. as soon as soon as he hears copy, copyright violation, he popped on. Yeah, he's like he's got a uh, he's he try, exactly boss. I agree. It's like the boss has like one of those like those Chinese apps on his phone that whenever we say copyright, it just it zings and he's like, "Uh oh, I know it's a, Eric and Tim." He has <laughs> an algorithm, an algorithm for copyright. That's what it is, algorithm. What did I say? It's <laughs> stupid Chinese app. I don't know. Whatever. It's, just, it's all the same. It is all the same. Don't mess with the tribal chief, boss. You don't like the tribal chief? How can you not like the tribal chief? Uh, I don't like. I'm not. I like him, but I don't. I'm. I don't. I'm with the boss. There's. I don't know. I, I, I can't. Just saying. I can't do it. You got to acknowledge him. He didn't say that in the. No, he didn't say that in the. That did. Exactly. About that. There's no doubt about that. Those that in that commercial, I am a Roman. He is a Roman Reigns fan. Listen, he. It's the best storyline in wrestling. Right it now, is. for the last it last is. year, it's been the best storyline. So it is. It's getting stale, though. It is getting stale. I gotta admit I, that. We'll see. Oh, I'll tell you what. I think I think he's winning. I think he's I winning. think he is too. 
I think he is I, too. I, I think they want him to get to a thousand days. So I think not only is he winning, he's going to make at least a thousand days. Then maybe that, he'll lose. That'll make him like what? About just above Backland, or is he already above Backland? Uh, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Yeah, we'll to, uh, boss. We'll we, we, I think we're going to play the commercial. So if you get an email, we apologize in advance because you might want to play that at the end of the show. So we'll see. But we're about to talk about uh, WrestleMania 11 and 12, boss. And you know how much you love Shawn Michaels and and WrestleMania 12 when he came in on the rope and, and did his thing and beat Bret Hart in an Iron Man match. So if you want to, if you want to join us, you're more than welcome to join us for that discussion, boss. Boss. Man. All right, so we got let's say August it was April second, nineteen ninety-five, and this now this is really this is the last two WrestleManias before Hall and Nash leave. This is the last the last two WrestleManias before the Attitude Era. Um, everything is about to change after these two WrestleManias. Bret Hart is a bad guy; he's a heel in this one. You know, it, it's this is the literally the turning point in professional wrestling. Um, so this is what makes it very exciting. So let's kick this off right away. And by the way, again, this is what I like about watching these, you know, is that I wasn't big into the into the pay-per-views at the time because I was kind of out of it. Like I said, I still watched Raw, but I didn't really watch this. <coughs> I had no idea that Yokozuna was a face at one point. No idea. Oh yeah, he, he turned uh he turned after right before he uh right before he left. Yeah, I had no idea. Yeah, I, he, he, was, he was he was big. Oh, he was he was big then, yeah. yeah. I feel bad. Uh, speaking of that, though, the legends to the two stories this week were Charlotte and Yokozuna. So, if you want to watch the biographies, legend biographies, they they went to an hour instead of two hours. I guess I guess some of these guys aren't worth two hours. I guess mm-hmm. Yoko really was because you know he died at thirty four. So I guess they were like, nah, we're not gonna give him two hours. He gave him an hour. Charlotte got an hour, uh, and then the week before, Paige got an hour, and Jerry Lola got an hour. So, no more two hours, but hey, whatever. All right, so WrestleMania 11. Here we go. Let's just get through this one. Uh, we started up with the Allied Powers, Lex Luger and British Bulldog. Defeating Eric, who they defeat, you remember? The British, who is it now? The Allied Powers, Luger and the Bulldog. They they defeated Jacob and Eli Blue. Jacob and Eli Blue with Uncle Zebakaya, who is just... Yeah, who... What's his name? Dutch Mantel. Dutch Mantel and... One of his it's... many, many redneck fucking things. <laughs> um, yeah, this is one of those weird matches. This is right before Luger left also. It is? Is it? Or was he there the following year? Well, he was there in 96. No, he left it. He left in 95 because he, he, he made that pay-per-view. And then he went on the first Nitro. Yeah, which was 90. That was 96, though. I think so it was 95. That... Was it 95? I don't remember now the first Nitro. Huh. I don't know. This was a very quick match. So 634. Uh, the Allied Powers got the win. Um, the the Blue Brothers, by the way. Who, who what other gimmicks? So who, they who, were, else, who, who else were they, Eric? They were um, uh, the DOA, Skull and 8-Ball. Mm-hmm. And they were also uh, the Bruise Brothers. Or the Bruise, or the... No, the Grim Twins. The Grim Twins. That's the other one they were. And they really were twins. They were, they yeah, were they're like identical. Tw- identical twins. Yeah, it wasn't like a fake thing that you know they tried to use as a as a fucking gimmick thing. It was actually really twins. 
Where's my other notes? Uh, oh yeah, and this one I, I wrote I wrote this down because it made me laugh. First of all, Lex Luger got no reaction whatsoever. I think this was the writing on the wall for him. Yeah, he got I no reaction. So. The Bulldog got cheered. He got like yeah, Bulldog got he was over. Yeah, he was like Luger was like man, no one really give a shit anymore. I, again, when 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 Vince starts force feeding you down people's throats, they don't like that. So you know you're gonna force him down as the fucking stars and stripes all American king guy. They don't like that bullshit. No. So I think they already started to turn them. And this was one of the first instances, which which I know the Bellas called it twin magic, where because they look exactly alike, they would switch places at at the right time when one guy was hurt. Oh, the killer, the killer bee thing. Yeah. And guess what? It failed. It didn't work. I was cracking up. I was like, holy shit! They pulled the twin magic, and it did not work. They actually lost the match. But this match, a lot of like, it seemed to me like they were out of shape. Yeah, at least it seemed like really the bulldog end and Luger seemed very out of shape or whatever. Yeah, very weird. It it was it was it was, and it was the first match too. It was weird, like yeah, but but like I yeah I I thought they were, um I thought that the match was subpar at best. Yeah, it was all right. Six thirty four, not much to talk about. Um. Now this one, don't forget, was the big was the big Pam Anderson, Jenny McCarthy were going to be there, uh, and and no one knew where Pam Anderson was. They couldn't find her in the beginning. And the best one was they went to her dressing room, and all the wrestlers were in her dressing room. Nikolai Oof. Volkov, comma, comma. By the way, massively huge when he did that gimmick. He yeah. had like no, he had like no waist. He was all fucking pecs and arms like this. He was, he was, yeah, dude, he was, he was super jacked. And tiny little waist. I was like, dude, that's ridiculous. But the best part was they screwed up. The audio was very bad and they screwed up and, and Lawler tried to like cover for it saying, you know, oh, anything can happen at WrestleMania. And Vince gave the worst fake laugh. Ha ha. Like like trying to cover up the fact that their audio is sucking on a daily basis. So it was, it was great. I had, had me laughing. Uh, next up. Razor Ramon, for this is an IC title, by the way. Razor Ramon challenges Jeff Jarrett with one, two, three, kid, and the roadie baby, the road dog, of course, will become the road dog. Um, why the hell was the one, two, three kid wearing a ninja outfit? Uh, he was supposed to be this like karate expert, like martial arts expert, and they, I don't know why they, because I think that was the introduction to him turning, so they're trying to give him an edge. Maybe Dude, he was like real, like black ninja costume with the red belt, and I was like, "Okay, <laughs> yeah, I remember that." I don't know why he didn't have a match either. Like, yeah, he was in Razor's corner, and that was it. Um, that was that's, that's the only note I wrote about that. Was was the fucking <laughs> was the ninja outfit? Was with the ninja outfit? Because it threw me off. It did. It threw me off a little bit. Like, why is this dude wearing a full-on fucking ninja costume? One, two, three ninjas kickback. Um, what was the next one up? Oh yeah, the next one, Undertaker with Paul Bearer defeating Ooh. King Kong Bundy with Ted DiBiase in his corner. It was with Larry Young as special guest referee. Who the hell is Larry Young? Is isn't Larry Young? Wasn't he a uh? I want to say an NFL ref. I don't even know. I was like, I who the hell is Larry Young? I don't know either, yeah. 
But yeah, this was a halfway decent match for a Bundy match. I mean, you know, with Taker, it was pretty cool. It wasn't bad. It wasn't as bad as I thought it was going to be. They no. know sometimes we 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 kind of we kind of try to knock Taker down a notch, even though it's very hard to do. Um, with uh, his matches at WrestleMania history, like Snuka, Giant Gonzalez. Yeah. But this actually wasn't a bad match considering Bundy was, you know, this is not WrestleMania two. This is fucking, you know, twelve years later. Yeah, he's still, he's still pretty good. And he and he tombstoned him too, didn't he? Yeah, yeah, he got him up. Yeah, yeah, that's crazy. Only six minutes long. Again, nothing, nothing really too great. Uh, next we can we had Owen Hart and Yokozuna for the tag team championship. They defeated the Smoking Guns, Billy and Bart Gunn. New tag team champions were crowned. This was probably one of my favorite Owen Hart moments. Uh, I mean, like he was such a dick. Whenever you gave him a belt, he was such a he. He took that obnoxiousness to a whole nother fucking level. Dude, it was over the top. It was so great. It was great. The Slammy Awards when he had the both of them and the oh my god, you give that guy a belt or an award and he takes you on a fucking ride. It's fantastic, dude. It's so awesome. I used to love it. He just overdid, oversold the whole thing. Uh, that was only <clears throat> ten minutes long too. Oh, uh, see here we and Eric, we're gonna have a little discussion too now. Oh. Let's yeah. do it. Well, next up was Bret Hart defeating Bob Back in an I Quit match. Now, the only reason I'm saying it is because Piper was a special guest referee. Yep. And between this one and the next WrestleMania, I got to say, honestly, this Piper, I am not a fan of this Piper anymore. I'm not. I don't like good guy. He, he kind of became a parody of himself, and it pissed me off watching Pissed me yeah. off, especially WCW Piper. I couldn't stand WCW Piper. Not, yeah, w- not even for a second. He was WCW so Piper was terrible. It's like it's almost like he, he just forgot who he was, and he just he's like this. He's like he's like your your next door neighbor's dad, Piper. Yeah, he's like I said, yeah. the parody of himself. Like with with the, with the referee. I mean, it wasn't as bad as in twelve when he, when he had the match with the backlot brawl. I was like, oh my god. I was like, so he did it. He, Backlund in this one. This is the yeah. one he beat him in. Yeah. Yeah. Bret Hart defeated him. He went to chicken wing. Yeah. Beat him with the chicken wing. Um, and then this is where this is where Bob Backlund goes crazy. Yeah, that's where he snapped. He, he lost and he starts looking up at the sky and seeing things and talking to people and he went a little fucking nuts. Um, but yeah, I I I I really wanted to talk about Piper with that because it's between like the the bad news brown thing, this, uh, the backlot brawl, and then everything in WCW, I was like, they really fucked him over yeah this is the start of it like the start of the whole piper thing and i don't know man it it just wasn't wcw it's like oh, who are you gonna beat up this week oh let's beat up piper again all right yeah. let's beat up piper and then he piper has to make the one a long drawn out exuberant speech and then by then you're like all right dude we get it enough yeah let's beat him up again it's like oh god dude stop already and they, they threw him to the NWO every night, and they, they you know he'd come out and he'd be running his mouth to Hogan, and they'd be you know nose to nose. And Piper would work him over, and everybody'd come out and beat the fuck out of him. And it's like okay, like, yeah, but he, it he, was he, getting he, over. It was getting over. But he became a parody after a while. I was like, all right, yeah, I, I can't do this anymore. Um, so yeah, the next match, which should have been the main event, we had Diesel defeating. Shawn Michaels for the championship. And the, the funny part was, was you know, everyone's looking for Pam Anderson. Well, first, Jenny McCarthy came down with uh, with Shawn. And everyone thought that was great, but no one could find Pam Anderson. Boom. Big Daddy Cool comes gives, down. Gives, gives her the wave, and she comes walking down yeah, with him. Like, and she looked very uncomfortable. 
She didn't look like she was having a good time. No, even when she sat down this with Jenny McCarthy, she's like, "Oh my god, like what are we doing here? Like, yeah, why are we here?" I'm I'm at a wrestling match. Like, oh my god, and she was like the biggest star on TV at the time. Baywatch. I oh mean, yeah, it was it was oh peak, yeah peak Baywatch. It was, but again, you you can't go wrong with a with a Diesel Shawn Michaels match because, like I said, when when you're that close to friends, obviously the click members and all that stuff, you you go all out for each other. Yeah, and it was a pretty good match. And it was. Diesel, you know, Kevin Nash said over the years his best matches were with uh, Taker, Brett, and Sean, where his probably his best matches he ever had. Yeah, he threw a razor in there too, Scott. And yep. yeah, but uh, he had I don't you know so you think of Brett and Sean why because. They make everybody look good. They make everybody look good. So, like Henning, Henning did yeah. that too. Yep, absolutely, I agree. Um, so that wasn't even the main event. Now, no. speaking, speaking as a Lawrence Taylor fan, I, uh-huh. I I love the man. I really do. I mean, the guy changed the way teams draft because you had to draft a left, a left tackle became just as important as a quarterback because he was literally murdering your quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. Horrible decision. To put him at WrestleMania as the main event. Horrible. Yeah, yeah. I, I couldn't. I when I initially saw it, I think I saw it live. And I didn't. I didn't. Like I said I didn't even watch it live. It's like I didn't I, want to see it. When I did watch it, it was like at, right after the um, the let's see, it was what was what was right before Sean and and Diesel it was Brett, right? Yeah. So right after that, then I was like, "Oh, cool!" I said, "We're gonna see the the Lawrence Taylor." Then all of a sudden, it's Brett and Sean, or Brett and or Diesel and Sean. I'm like, There's, "Did they forget? Did they scratch it?" And then all of a sudden, here we go, fucking main event. <clears throat> I'm not a Lawrence Taylor fan. I appreciate him as a player. I don't think he's like the greatest of all time. I mean, like you're a Giants fan, you're a New York guy, but all you New York guys love Lawrence Taylor. So it's like I'm not gonna. I'm not even going to fight that fight. No, but he's not. He it's it's proof he's changed the way teams had a draft. Yeah, because the left tackle became just as important as a quarterback because he was fucking murdering quarterbacks. Yeah, you had to draft someone to protect your guy's backside, or Lawrence Taylor's going to kill you. Yeah, so he just changed the game the way the game was, you know, played and drafted in, in the eighties. Yeah. So uh, and again, again, what if if he wasn't on fucking drugs and doing whatever? Who knows what he would have been? Yeah. But throwing him in the main event at WrestleMania, no, he didn't belong there. No, and he said he didn't do the he didn't do the training. He didn't do the. Uh, no, he didn't do any. He stayed he out all night partying. He threw a lot of fucking shoulder tackles and fake clotheslines and. Yep. Uh, you know the only the only thing is let's see who did um, let's see Bam Bam had in his corner because it was kind of like a lumberjack match. A little bit like the Million Dollar Corporation was there, right? Yeah, it was. It was um. Bundy, DiBiase, Kama, Urban Archer, Tatanka, and Nikolai Volkov. Yeah. And then LT had uh, football players with him. Carl Banks, Kevin Ricky Green. Jackson, Steve McMichael. Mago. I had no idea he was in WWE before he became a Yeah. Oh, yeah, dude. Yeah. No idea. Steve, uh, and they called him Steve the Maniac McMichael. They didn't call him uh, Mago. Uh, Ken Norton Jr. and Chris Spielman. Oh, and Reggie White. I thought Kevin Green was there. Or was that WCW? Maybe it was WCW. WCW. Okay. He was WCW, yeah. Reggie White uh, was there. Reggie White was there and Chris Spielman. Chris Even that Spielman. was all. And they're all they're all wearing fucking Lawrence Taylor shirts. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I said as as an LT fan, I was like, yeah. Mm. I, anyway. I was I was uninvested to begin with. I like Bam Bam. And a good thing for Bam Bam carrying him through it. Like 
he did a good job carrying him through it. But here's my thing too: you, you get you get to be at, at a main event at WrestleMania, and you got to drop to a non wrestler. That's got to suck. Yeah, that's got to suck. Well, and think about probably what they paid LT. They probably paid him a million dollars. They had well, they, to. They, they put a they better have paid Bam just as much to lose to a fucking non wrestling non wrestler at a main event. I would. He say, probably got a you, good payday. He better have because you want me to drop to this dude. You better fucking pay me. Yeah. So that's ridiculous. You know, he's a guy who never wrestled a day in his life just because he played football. I mean, he could fucking wrestle. And I so, think they were, I think they were planning on doing a program, but the match went over so shitty, and LT basically embarrassed himself. Like they were just like, no, that's we're done. Like, no more. Yeah, it was bad news. It was really bad. Um, before we get into twelve, I found something interesting, Tim. Okay. Um. I found the longest reigns of any champion in WWE. Okay, so yeah, let's do our new let's do our new screen here. Oh, where we go? Oh, we got to get rid of that banner. Okay, here, take that banner off, and uh, so we can see ourselves. <clears throat> there we are, and so this is the longest reigns of. Now, keep in mind, Roman Reigns has gone. This is from November first, twenty twenty-two. So you figure another thirty, sixty, ninety, one twenty. But at about another hundred and twenty days, or do you know how many days he has? I don't know. He's 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 almost to a thousand. Yeah. So he's just well. I think he's well, anyway. Here is the list as as of November twenty-first, twenty twenty-two. Okay, so number 10 is CM Punk. Look, dude, CM Punk had 434 days. Just squeezes on the list. That's a long reign. Mm -hmm. Now, Hockey had the Intercontinental Championship for 454 days. That's pretty cool. I didn't know that. I knew he was. And lost it in 10 seconds. (laughs) Lost it in 10 seconds. And Demolition had the tag team. There's your, your boys there. Yep. Uh, 478 days. Okay. And of course the new day, 483 days. They, they had it for a while. They did that on purpose, by the way. Yeah, I, they did. Vince wanted demolition to get beat. Oh, of course. Yep. Okay. That makes total sense. Son. That makes yeah. total sense. So here's Roman Reigns and November 22nd, he was at a hundred, 809 days. So 30, 60, 90. So December 22nd, January 22nd, February 22nd, March. So four more months. So 120 days. So 930 or 40 days right now he has. So he's still right at that spot at number six anyway. But Which is why I say I think they're going to get him to 1,000. Yeah, because look who's next is Pedro Morales. Now, I didn't know Pedro held it for 1,027 days. That's a long time, dude. That's a fucking – that's too long. Yeah. For back then, that's too long. That's, I mean, he held it for a long fucking time. Now, Bruno's first reign was one, or second reign was, uh, that's his second reign, 1,237 days. Uh, 73 to 77. So that's quite a long time. 1,200 days is a lot. Uh, Hogan, number three, with 1,474 days. That's a long time. This is what I, doesn't make sense to me is Bob Backwood. Like, these must have been the worst years. I'm sorry to trounce on him, but it must have been so shitty wrestling during that era of him because he's, I don't know. That's he's probably boring. Why. He's fucking boring. I mean, Vince Jr. pushed for Superstar, and 
it's proven that when Superstar won the title, like even though he was a heel, everything was going great. But Vince Ju- Vince Sr. was a traditionalist, and he wanted a shooter, you know, a wrestler in there, and he wanted Bob Backlund. So Bob Backlund had it for 2,135 days. And I think it was one of the worst decisions they ever made to have him as champion. I'm sorry. It was. But wrestling was different back then, Tim. But it was changing. Because think about it, dude. Harley Race was a better champion than him. At least he was gruff and smoked cigars and, you know, growled and made, like, funny promos. Well, thank God Vince Jr. with his, you know, obsession with the big guy. Because Hogan never would have. Or Hogan never would have been there. And, and of course, at number one is Bruno Samart, which will never be. I don't care. This will never be beaten. I don't care. Three, almost three, 2,803 days. Dude, that's almost 3,000 days. Never be beaten again. Eight years straight, dude. Fans don't have that, don't have the patience for that kind of thing anymore. No. And pe- people start to lose patience with, with Roman now. Yeah. So Im- imagine, you know, imagine having someone else have the title for that long. And it's just, it's just because, it's just because of the way the business has transgressed. Can you heat it up? Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's just the way that the business has changed and the way it's transgressed. And that's, we're never going to see those days again, but. I just thought that was I just thought that was interesting, um, that little uh, little quip of the uh, longest reigning champions there. Yeah, um, no, definitely. You, you mentioned Roman Reigns, and I wanted to see actually where he was on the list because I knew he'd start if he's if he's almost at a thousand. Like I said, he's he's number six, so that's pretty good. I, so I think they're gonna get him to a thousand. I think they will. I actually think they'll let him pass Morales. I think they'll let him get to eleven hundred or something. I do, I do, I do think after that he's going to take a nice long break. Yeah. So, so we'll, I guess we'll have to wait to see what happens. But they don't have the schedule like they used to, so you know, it's not like he's working like these guys did. You know. Yeah, they do a couple of house shows, and that's about it. Not like they work every night like they used to, seven days a week. All right, so let's move on. WrestleMania move on. twelve, uh, March thirty first, nineteen ninety six, in the Pond, Anaheim, California. Uh, yeah, we had two again. I hate when they do this. We had two matches, by the way. Uh, dark matches. We had the Bonnie Donnas, Skip and Zip with Sonny, defeated the Godwins, Henry Owen Phineas with Hillbilly Jim by pinfall for the vacant WWF Tag Team Championship. How do you not have this match on fucking TV? Run that by me again. The Bonnie Donnas, you know, Skip and Zip with Sonny defeated. The Godwins, Henry Owen Phineas with Hillbilly Jim for for the vacant vacant WWF Tag Team Championship. That's fucking fucked. Weren't they vacant because of uh, Diesel and Sean? Didn't that when they split up or something? I think that's what happened. I think. I think I'm not sure. I don't remember what happened. Something happened, and they uh, are they they were the last two from the tournament, I believe. Yeah. Oh, here it says uh, the smoking guns were forced to vacate the house after Billy Gunn sustained a neck injury. As a result, a tournament was staged. Oh, that's right. The neck injury. He didn't come back for like a year because I remember when he came back, he was all jet because he wasn't super jacked back then. He was just kind of like, yeah, that's a tall, skinny, cowboy looking tall skinny cowboy. And yeah. now then he came back all fucking jacked up. Now he's like in better shape and he's 60 than he was back then when he was 30. Um, the second one makes me laugh. Because this one is the Huckster defeating the Nacho Man 
<laughs> I remember that. In a singles match with Billionaire Ted as special guest referee. Oh, I my did not God. know. I remember Billionaire Ted, too. Dude, but did this, did this exist somewhere? Is there footage of this match somewhere? I, I, oh, guess what, Tim? While you go on. You're going to have to Google that because if this, if this is a match somewhere, I'm going to have to see this. Well, well, anyone, anyone who does, yeah, anyone who doesn't know, um, WCW, when they launched Nitro, they were attacking WWE with uh, letting their results go. They'd go up early and give you all the results to Raw before they went on the air. They, they were taking every any kind of jab they could. They were playing. They were playing dirty. They were. They were taking. So finally, after a while, the WWF's answer to WCW was to call them old. Yeah. And, and they made fun of Hogan and Macho Man, calling them the Huckster and, and the, the Nacho Nacho Man. Man. And uh, billionaire Ted was, of course, what's his name, Ted Turner, and uh. But I had no idea there was an actual match at a pay per view. Oh yeah, I, I I think I think there. I'm gonna look it up right now as you, you go on. I'm gonna look it up. So yeah, if you, oh, if you ever want to see the uh, billionaire Ted's wrestling war room, that was WWE's answer to anything WCW was doing. It was just basically ripping on Hogan, ripping on Macho that, Man, ripping yeah. on their age. You know, their ages of their how old they were. Billionaire Ted was sitting there going, "I guess this is gonna be." Da, 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 da. And Macho Man would be like, "Oh yeah!" It was like yeah. it was, it was great. But the two, the two guys they got to play Hogan and uh, Macho Man were fucking hilarious, hilarious because they're just two old men. Yeah, that's why I'm wondering if there was actually a, a footage of this. Freddie, what's up, man? How you doing? Welcome to the show. Um, yeah. So I said, if there's if there's an actual footage of this, I have to see it. They even have a dude. They even have a Larry King impersonator. He was he was on Larry King. Oh yeah, yep. I remember that. I remember that too. Here, Ted's wrestling war room. Uncle Ted's wrestling war room. Yeah, I remember that. Um, but no match, huh? No match. I'm not seeing any match anywhere. Damn it! That's kind of maybe it was just footage. maybe it was just a pretend match. I don't know. Like yeah, because it, it says it says time not available, so it was probably just a. Uh, a gimmick thing? Yeah. They probably just thought, hey, we could take a jab. You know, we're going to do it. Well, you know what, Tim? While, while, while we're doing this, why don't we why don't we uh why don't we go down memory lane? And why don't we watch a, a just a minute long uh billionaire Ted's wrestling war room. Do it. This is yeah, this is what, you know, this is WWE's answer to WCW giving away their results and so the, yeah, th- these are the skits that um, that they. And these are funny. These are these are so funny. But these are the skits that WWE were doing, it, like Tim said, in response to them giving away um, results. So here we go. Here's our new our new screen format here. Check that out, Tim. This is so cool. I'm proud of myself for making that. By the way. Um, here it is, uh, the war room. I bought myself a network. I bought myself a World Series. I bought myself a library of classic movies. Heck, I even colorized a few of them. <laughs> Why can't I buy the WWF? 
We've been trying, Ted. How come their wrestling is still better than ours? It's got better athletes. Or we've got disloyal, greedy, has-beens from the 80s. Who you calling a has-been, brother? Can't blame a guy for trying to con a... Make a buck. Who are you calling disloyal? Besides, I started in the 70s, but the 80s. Well, go out there and buy me some of those, uh, those WWF generation superstars. <laughs> WWF generation. Oh. It's not for sale. Uh, Huckster, uh, what if we called you the, the, the boy toy? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, dude. Dude, they were so good. They were. They were pretty funny back then. And there was a bunch of them, too. So, oh, anyone, yeah. anyone wants to look them all up, go ahead and go look them all up. Yeah. So, there's Valiant Air Ted and a Hawkster. Yeah, it was great. Um, all right. So, so, those are the two dark matches. Uh, opening match, though, was, again, this is a weird one. This is why I found out that Yoko was a, was a face. I had no idea. Yeah, uh, British Bulldog, Owen Hart, and Vader. Yep, defeated Ahmed Johnson, Jake the Snake, and Yokozuna. But the stipulation would have been if they would have won, uh, Yokozuna would have got Jim Cornette in the ring for five minutes. Yeah, because they were all now uh, who who managed the Bulldog, Vader, and uh, uh, Ahmed Johnson. Was, Ahmed, no, who Bo, Vader? Oh, Jim Cornette. Jim Cornette. Did. Jim, there are three of his men. <laughs> Do it, fucking go ahead. Do it. Fucking good. I'm not getting ring with that fat fuck for five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> no, but yeah, but this is definitely Yoko was uh definitely getting out of control. Dude, he was enormous. Yeah, it was it was sad. It's sad that like, you watch the biography and sad. It is sad. And I'm how big he got and stuff. It is sad. He's depressed. Yeah. He was. This was his last match, right? After this he got fired. I think he had a match on Raw where they had to take him out on a forklift because they couldn't, like, put him on a gurney. Oh, Jesus. Like, Vader hurt his leg or something. There's a whole angle there just to put him out. They didn't fire him. They just, like, said, you got to go for conditioning, and then he just kind of faded away. Oh, that's right. They said you got to go, to the... and he said no. Just basically. Yeah. yeah. Fuck it. Oh, that's right. I remember that now. I'm so glad. And that's when I met him, right around that time, when he came down to the wrestling training center to uh, train with us a couple times. I was like, when he walked in, I was like, fucking Yokozuna? Dude, he, he he helped train me. He, like, one-on-one, like, showed me shit. Like, it was, it was fucking cool. Like, getting, dude, getting flung into the ropes by Yokozuna and getting a chop from him is, is like, one of the most, the greatest things that ever happened to me. I would, I would say so. Because I said, especially when he was younger, though, I mean, he was super athletic for a guy his size. Yeah. He was huffing and puffing, though, like, bad. Like, I felt bad. Really bad. Yeah. Well, the next one again. Here we go. Poor Roddy Piper. This was the big, supposed to be the big backlot brawl. Again, I think this is this just screws up Hot Rod's legacy a little bit. It does. Um, but the stupidest thing was because the OJ thing just happened. Uh, Goldust takes off in his car, and Piper just happens to chase him down in a broken Bronco. A white Bronco. A white Bronco. So they see the cutting. They were cutting the the OJ footage together. With 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 the wrestling, They're like oh, this looks familiar. Why does this look so familiar? It's like, dude, really? You gonna go the fucking uh, the OG who, route? Who was it? Was it Ross and uh, and Vince, or was it the King and the King? Okay, Ross was still doing backstage stuff. That's right. 
That's he right. There. He was getting disgruntled Jr. by then. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, this. I mean, I got this. Is this one of those things where it's like, I wish Piper didn't do all this 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 bullshit. Yeah, it was terrible. It was humiliating to me, like to watch my childhood hero. You know. Yeah. Uh, and that was that was way too. That took place over like three four segments. Oh, it was. It was uh, by the time I got back into the ring, I don't think anyone gave a shit anymore, to be honest with you. No, I don't think so. I think they were just like, oh, this is still going. Like that's that's like the that's how I felt. I'm like, oh, here we go. Like it's listed as 17 minutes of screen time. So dude, it's, like, it's way too much. That's that's like 15 minutes too much. <laughs> uh next up, by the way, again, I had no idea. I had no idea Stone Cold changed his name while he was still with Ted DiBiase. He's I a ringmaster. No, but this says he. he oh, he was Stone show. Cold then, yeah. He became Stone Cold before that. I thought he became Stone Cold after. Nope. So I had no idea. So it says Stone Cold Steve Austin with Teddy Biasi defeated Savio Vega with a technical knockout. Yep. TKO. Technical knockout. And he had the white boots. He didn't have the black boots yet. I think he still had the white boots. Yeah. Yeah. He was still, you know, ringmastering. Yep. He's the, the Stone Cold ringmaster, which was weird. It very, was weird. weird. And the music was weird too. He didn't have the ba da ba da da da. He didn't have the cool music yet. It was like it was like the eerie, like So it was what he won the King of the Ring right after this then, right? Uh B ninety six, yeah. He won the ninety six King of the Ring. So that's when Austin that's when three sixteen came about and all that stuff. That's when it was born. And that's when right after that's when he got the cool music. Yeah. Um next up, up oh, here it is. Here it is. It's the return of the Ultimate Warrior. We all know that he got fired. Vince fired him like in the middle of a match, basically. Uh, a couple of years, he comes back. This was his first match, uh, and he was fighting Hunter Hearst Helmsley, being escorted to the ring by Sable. By the way, by Sable, he he introduced her. Yep, yep. he introduced it, her. And and I said the funny thing is there was a after in between this match there was a, a promo for the arriving Wild Man Mark Merrow. It yep. just so happens that. Triple H is so pissed off that he lost. He gets into a fight with Mark Merrow, who Sable happens to be there. Sable ends up with Mark Merrow. Genius writing or coincidence, whatever. That's how you know it worked out. Yeah, and they were they placed a lot in Merrow because like they, he was a new face and he changed his whole gimmick from Johnny B. Bad and like they were putting a lot of stock in disgruntled WCW guys like him, uh, Mick Foley. You know what I mean? All these guys. Johnny- Johnny B. Bad though was a, was a funny. It was funny. I thought. I it, thought it it, was funny. I thought it was great. I thought he should have done it in WWF. But oh well. Well, how about your warrior then? How do you think he looked on the comeback match? He was in good shape. Uh, wasn't like a humongous warrior, but he was jacked warrior. Like, um, uh, to me, even though the match was only like three minutes, he, he's, he's a little ring, ring rusty. Three minutes. Um, it was a minute and thirty-six. That's how much it was—a minute thirty-six. So he was—he just didn't have it. You see, he was blown up, and he didn't really run full speed. He ran, and but he blew himself up again. And you know, you got to give it to Hunter. Like he did what he had to do. He paid for the curtain call. That was punishment number one. Um, from because obviously they can't—they're not going to punish Sean because he's going to be the champ. Not can't punish uh, Diesel because he's leaving. Can't punish. Uh, Razor because he's already been suspended by now. He was supposed to fight Vader, I think, at, at uh, WrestleMania. Not Vader, but somebody he was going to wrestle, but he got suspended. 
um, because he pissed dirty. And so, and he was already on his way out. So they had to, they had to punish Hunter. And this was, I mean, I don't know if it was punishment, but I mean, that's pretty, you know, you got to find somebody. I I think it was also, you know, it was a squash because I don't mind the squash match. No, I don't mind. It was a squash, but I do. I didn't mind that he warrior no sold the pedigree. I, I did and I didn't. Now, if he would if he would have kicked out of the pedigree, that's fine. That's one thing. But he no sold it. He got pedigreed he, and stood right up. I was yeah. like, All right, don't do that. He, that's disrespectful. I agree. I will agree with that. I would have thought it was. I I would have been okay even if he kicked out of one. Yeah, that's like fine. If, on a one count and kicked out, then warriored up and did his thing. But no, yeah. it was because from what I was told, um, well, what I've researched anyway. Warrior pretty much plotted the whole match out, like, and Hunter was just like, and then you know Vince is like, just ah, oh, just do it, pal. And Hunter's like, all right, well, I'm because Hunter's doing what's best for business, which mm-hmm. I guess at the time the return of the Warrior, and he went over. The crowd was into it. The crowd was into it. Um, uh, but it didn't last what two months, three months. Well, did, yeah, but the curtain call didn't happen yet. I thought it did happen. No, because Diesel Diesel wrestles and Razor wrestled. Diesel wrestles Undertaker. Yeah, but I think the curtain call already happened. No, because this is no the curtain call. Literally, they left the next day. Are you sure about is, that? This, yeah, because this is what what I say the because the that was in June, wasn't it? The, the curtain call. No, because no, Kevin no, no Kevin Nash still had the the pay per view to do, and uh, Scott had house show obligations after the curtain call. Oh, they said so, they left the next day. I don't think that was the next day. You know what? I'm gonna look it up while you go through yeah, the next they, match. They, they, the last match, the last obligation they had for Vince was the MSG house show, which turned out to be the curtain call. And then the next day they were gone. They were at WCW the next day. Well, it couldn't have been because uh, Hall left two weeks or three weeks before Kevin Nash did. Well, this is April, right? Yeah. So yeah, that happened in May. So yeah, it lines up. So this was this was probably his last his last thing. Let's see. MSG curtain call. April 96. Oh, Nash's and Hall contract took over the place. Nash and Hall's last contracted match was May 19th at the time Levesque and Nash. Oh, so that was it. So no, the curtain call hadn't happened yet. Yes, I don't think he was being punished. I think it was just a squash match to bring back the Warrior, which again, I'm okay with because you want to hype up the warrior. Okay, so that that makes sense then. Because I never, you know what? Honestly, Tim, I never bought that that it was punishment. Like I no, never I... bought that. So you're right. We just debunked something because, dude, a lot of people say that he had to do that for he's being punished, but it never lined up. So that's true. This was April, right? WrestleMania. Yeah, the the, the carton calls a month away. So no, so this has nothing to do with it. This was just uh, Triple H. Trying to get on a wrestle, trying to get on a WrestleMania because he wasn't in '95, right? He wasn't there yet. No. So this is like yeah. So I said this happened. So basically, just a squash. Which again, I have no problem with a squash. You want to bring the Warrior back in a way, you know, make him popular again. But I said I kind of disagree with the pedigree thing now. That's all. Yeah. Yeah, I do. I'm with you on that. Uh, yeah. So the so the next match was Undertaker, uh, defeating Diesel. Mm-hmm. And I thought this was a great match. I said Kevin Nash was right. His best matches were with Taker, Brett, and Sean. 
Yep. As far as two big guys. They they, they did. This is probably the yeah. most athletic Kevin Nash ever looked in his life. It was. He did some cool shit. Yeah. He did some like shit I, I'd never seen him do before. And Vince introduced him as he's big and he's cool. He's big daddy cool. So I want to be introduced like that from now on. You're and big. Thought, you're cool. You're big daddy cool. I, I cracked up when he said that. Okay. That's how um, you're going to be named from now on. <laughs> so it was a decent match. I enjoyed it. It was pretty cool. By the way, after this match is when Piper and Goldust finally hit the ring. Yep. And here's another thing I had a major problem with. What's that? Why did he get all gay all of a sudden? Do you remember? Again, and I'm not trying to offend anybody, but what I mean by gay is Piper gets him in the ring. Because I don't understand Goldust has that, uh, I guess you get gay gimmick, you want to call it. He was well, you know, like a flamboyant. Like, flamboyant, feminine, might be gay, uh, might and, not be. Androgynous kind of thing. Yeah. But he grabbed him by the balls. Mm-hmm. He slapped him on the ass. And then he kissed him on the mouth. Piper did all this. Yeah. Why? Why? Uh... That's Piperish to me. That I think Piper did that because just to show him who's in control, maybe. Yeah, like, I'll, 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 I'd rather go with that. Like I don't think it meant anything other than that. Like I think it was Piper's way of saying, "I've got you by the." You know what I mean? Like, so that was a little crazy though. But again, Piper deserved much better. He did, and it was too much. That whole thing then, was too much. Then that, that was, was th- yeah. So where are we at now? And the last match, of course, which we, I know we've talked about before. No one needs to talk about this one. The, oh, yeah. The Iron Man match, Brett and Sean. Again, if you're going to be, if you want to show a kid a video on how to wrestle, this is one of those matches that you fucking show them. One hour plus. Plus, don't forget it's over. They went into overtime. Yeah. One hour plus of fucking what real wrestling used to look like. What, like 10, 10 minutes, eight minutes or something? Yeah, something like that. Yeah, but dude. There's there's matches I always say that you that like if you want to learn to be a great professional wrestler there's there's must study matches there's this one there's Barry Windham and Ric Flair I think at Starcade '86 whatever Starcade they wrestled that dude they wrestled an hour and dude that is one of the greatest wrestling matches I've ever seen in my entire life it was it was an hour long but that they could do that back then and dude the crowd was on the edge of their seat the whole time. Like that's that was the magic of wrestling back then. Um, another great match was uh, <clears throat> Mr. Perfect versus Brett at SummerSlam. Mm-hmm. SummerSlam. Uh, Sean versus uh, Sean versus Tito Santana at um, WrestleMania Eight, I believe. That's another great match. Uh, there's another Sean match I'm forgetting too. But um, there's just there's like uh, ten matches that you should really watch, that just like you you fucking you're like once you really get into it you're like mesmerized at how good like these guys really are and it's usually like you said it's usually Brett, Sean, uh, Brett, Ric Flair once in a while, um, Kurt Henning, like these guys just fucking Undertaker, under Undertaker, Steamboat Savage. Uh, Steamboat, Savage, yeah. Savage had a lot of good matches, but Savage was more of like, like, I don't know. I just didn't like the way Savage laid his matches out. He wasn't much of a fly guy. Um, Steam, uh, but Savage had great matches. Savage was no question. Savage was a great work. I actually thought the that Savage made the Warrior look really good 
in that retirement match. Um, speaking of Savage, um, you've watched that, right? Yes. Yeah. Dude, Savage really made him. And you know what? In that kind of match, you got to go do the Savage route because Warrior needs to be led around by the mm-hmm. nose because, but dude, Savage made him look great. Like, and Savage made him work. Rick Rude made the Warrior look good. And not that Rick Rude was a great worker. He was. He was a good worker. He's not on the caliber of like Steamboat or um, I don't even want to put Flair in there because Flair, no, you got to. Because Flair, even though he had the same match, like he was good. Like he knew where to put his stuff. Um, yeah, he had to work the crowd and all that stuff. Yeah. Back to Savage, though. The thing about him, in my opinion, was he could like turn it up and turn it down like it will. Like, that was the cool thing about Randy Savage. Like, for a while, like, they'd be resting and, like, you'd be doing that, like, a chin lock or doing whatever. And they'd just, just like that, he'd grab you and jump over the top rope and clothesline you. Then he'd climb up on the thing and axe handle you. Then he'd fucking, you know what I mean? It's like Savage could just, like, like start, stop, and it worked. Like, it all worked. Mm-hmm. Like, it was so good. Um, the Steamboat Savage match is a definite, uh, you're right. That's a definite must-see. That's a definite must-see. That's probably where would you put that in, in in retrospect? Where would you put that? You got you have five matches, Tim, of that caliber. Where would you place that match? Is that is that number two? Mm, that's a good question. I only, only get to pick five. Say you have to say you you need just I want you to throw five out and I want them in order. So it would be Brett Sean, number one Iron Man. I personally like Austin Brett. Oh, thirteen. Oh, I like that one. Savage Steamboat. Mm. Uh, Brett, Mister Perfect. Mm. And shit. Almost got to say Sean and Razor ladder match. That's a good one too. Would that be my five? Would that be my five? But that's a good one too. Shit, five is hard to pick, dude. It is hard to pick. I got to go with you with Iron Man number one. I got to go Savage Steamboat number two. I have to. I'd I'd put them two because they were just phenomenal in that match. Like I said, I I I should I, I digress with the Randy Savage blocking thing. It worked, and I guess he had to do that because if he didn't do that, like I get, you can't really call a Randy Savage match. Like you have to have it scheduled. Mm-hmm. But it's weird because he knows how to do it, though. You know what I mean? Yep. It's like I don't think anybody else could do a match like that. I really don't. It's true. I, I think he's the only one that could do that. So yeah, I take all that back because, like I said, I don't think Savage was there. Savage is one of the greatest workers there ever was. He really was. That's why he was calling Steamboat at two in the morning. I got an idea. Listen, listen, listen. Oh, no, like, dude, relax. <laughs> yeah, he'd call him up like, "What's what's move number two twenty five? And he'd be yeah. like, "Oh, that, that's uh, that's uh, shoulder tackle, arm drag, and George Steele grabs my leg." Yeah. Okay, just checking on you. Yeah. yeah, he was probably up all night. He was probably up all night. That's why he was a maniac. But yeah, you know. So yeah, I mean, if I had a five, five yeah, is I, tough, dude. Iron Man. Savage Seamboat, uh, Brett, Mr. Perfect, Austin Brett, Oof. 
And Austin Brett is such a good match. That match tells such a fucking story. That's why. It does. It really does. And how, and how they pulled and how they went Austin heel, Brett faced, and they switched it at the end. And it almost it's just it, poetic almost, you know? Did it happen naturally or did they want it to happen? Then it, it, it exceeded their well, they wanted. If you watch Wrestling with Shadows, they wanted it to happen. Brett didn't want it to happen. Brett was pissed because he knew, you know, Sean's a heel. This is a heel. How am I going to be a heel? Will it work? So what they, that's when they flip flopped him, and he like, all right, I got to, I got to do it. I got to do it. Um, fuck, I can't even know if I can pick a fifth one. All right, I'd, I'd go with the, I'd go with Razor, uh, Razor, Sean. Yeah, that's Those that's tough. Do- if I have gun to my head, pick five. That's the five I'd pick. That's that's the five you pick. I gotta agree with you. I gotta agree with all of those because, but do yourself a favor sometime when you're sitting around and you're just trying to find something to watch. Get the YouTube out and find that Barry Wyndham one of them. You know, there's probably like seven or eight of like that, but I think it's it's an '86 dude. That is one of the greatest matches I've ever seen in my entire life. Barry Wyndham versus Ric Flair for the NWA title. Oh my God, man. It was, you're not going to believe it. You're going to be like, holy fuck. Like, this is fucking ridiculous. Good. It really was. I'll check them out. How about Flair Steamboat? They were good. Do you ever see the, the, the the three? I I, I don't think I've ever really watched them all in a, you know. The two out of three fall at, on the first clash of the champions. That was three. I, I, I never watched the whole thing. Oh, dude, it was so good. I'll check it out. I'll check them all out. Right now, that's my five. If gun to my head, those are the five that I would have to pick. They're the five you're going with. Cool. I agree with them. I agree with all of them. Uh, all right, dude. That's uh, yeah. That's a good that's, uh, hour six. That's a fun hour. It was. It's a busy week. We got WrestleMania week coming up Saturday and Sunday. Uh, we will be doing a pre-show sometime Saturday afternoon. Not sure exactly when. I will post on the page when, when we know. We yep. Um. And I will yeah. be there. You, I think Dave's going to show up for that finally. Uh, let's hope. Let's see. I'm uh, going to yeah. start. I'm going to start doing my homework and getting getting things down here for it this week. So, and I'm going to I'm going to invite Bunker too because Bunker likes to make the predictions with us for that. Yeah, get the boss on too. I mean, what the fuck? He wants to come. Uh, so yeah, so that's Saturday afternoon. Um, what did you say, Ari? So now your packing partner got to put put off a week, two weeks, maybe three weeks. You yeah, don't know yet? Uh, no, yeah, I do know. Um, so my ta- my tag team partner Vince, who I was uh, my was my tag team partner on the Independence, was gonna come and we we're gonna have a special show, a uh, special show this coming Tuesday the fourth. Unfortunately, and uh, I'm sure Tim shares this with me. We want to wish uh, Vince our condolences. His 94 year old grandmother passed away. So Vince and Vince is from Nebraska. So he had to travel from Pennsylvania all the way to Nebraska. And, you know, he had to go be there with his family. So our condolences to the Evans family. Uh, We're very sorry. But, yeah, Vince has to put that off because he's going to be in Nebraska just getting home, I believe, that day or the night before. Uh, But he has to have time because he's got some special things he's going to show us. He's got some footage, I guess. (laughs) That uh, that all the Just Too Sweet fans are going to want to see. So that's going to be the eleventh instead of the fourth. Cool. So we're we're booked with that. So cool. That's when that'll be. Once that's done, hopefully everyone will have their shit together for we'll finally get the trial of the Ultimate Warrior underway. Yes. 
And uh, yeah, that leads to our next preview on our next set of shows. Mm-hmm. Like I said, Saturday we will we will post what time the show will be. Saturday is Autism Awareness Day. Bust out your blue gear. I don't care what it is, as long as it's blue. Wear blue. You can wear your Met shit, giant stuff. I don't care what it is. Just bust out Maybe. the blue. I got my Maple Leafs jersey right here. Show some love. Show some respect for us. And uh, if you do that and post your picture on Pop Culture Pro's page, you'll get a thumbs up from us. I'll even give you two thumbs up. There you go. That's how it works. Eric, any final fucking remarks before we get out of here? Uh, No. Great show. That was a good fun hour. And I can't wait for the WrestleMania show. And uh, we'll see everybody uh, Friday night. For, oh yeah, Friday night, A to Z. Don't forget to that Z. one. Don't forget uh, that one. Tim and I oh, go off I, the rails. Uh, and I guess I'll be nice and I'll throw this out there. Tomorrow night is the return of Empire One Six One since baseball opening day is this week. It's Thursday. Uh, Empire One Six One with Ed and oh Ed and uh, Griselda. Yeah, Griselda. Yeah, is Wednesday night. So check that out tomorrow night. Uh, me and the boss and Dave will be back tomorrow night with Unsportsmanlike Conduct. We'll Sweet. be covering all all things sports. Uh, what are you what are you on right now? Like basketball or? Oh, we do everything. We're doing we do. NFL free agency, the trades, and the w, the World Baseball Classic, and opening day is coming, and yeah, basketball. We do everything. No hockey or a little bit. Want, well, we have a new hockey guy, which we have to get on the show somehow. We do have to get him on the show because you know I'm a big hockey guy, and we were actually going back and forth in the chat, and then he kind of just fell off, so I haven't seen him since. Yeah, so we have to try to get him around. To uh, talk to fucking hockey because the uh, Stanley Cup playoffs will be starting pretty soon. Rangers clinched. I'm happy. Uh, yeah, Rangers did clinch. Uh, Connor clinch. McDavid's uh, way up there in points too, man. He's he's phenomenal. He's phenomenal. We should he get is. that. We should get that Anthony guy in the A to Z program. That's what we should do. Go for it, man. Invite yeah. him on. He'll probably come on. This one. Uh, so yeah, that's the that's the schedule for pretty much this week. Like I said, Friday night A to Z. Saturday night the uh, Just Too Sweet WrestleMania preview. Uh, Empire One Six One tomorrow, along with uh, Sportsmanlike Conduct, following that show, uh, we have something for everybody, people. We do, everybody. And everybody. you can even you can even watch the Disney show if you can put up with listening to Ashley for forty minutes. <laughs> I, haven't, I haven't seen them on lately. I haven't either. I haven't I either. Hope they didn't quit on us. Well, I hope not either. But you know, oh well. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you very much. We will see you. Well, this show will see you Saturday. Me and Eric will see you Friday night yes, on, a, on A to Z. Uh, give us, give us, give us a final wrestling quip remark. Uh, well, the the final the final wrestling quote is is I'm I walk so fast, I talk so fast, I can turn the light switch off and be in bed before the room turns dark. Malcolm used to say that too all the time. Isn't that weird? Mm-hmm. <laughs>